Well, Alabama is doing the dreaded quarterback shuffle. Is it the right call? You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked on Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. Glad to have some people joining us. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. And we'll talk about Game Time in just a little bit. And thank you for making us your first listen every single day. Um, listen, uh, Jimmy, I got to tell you, this morning I wake up. I didn't know this was coming. I knew Alabama got a commitment from Austin Mack right after we quit recording yesterday. So I was thinking, okay, some quarterback's probably going to transfer. I didn't think for the life of me think that'd be Julian saying. I'm a Julian saying sycophant. I love the kid. I think he's awesome. And um, I Austin Mack coming in, you know, a hair over 6'6". He's not 6'8". He's about 6'6", something. And, um, and he's a good quarterback, and he's a four-star, and Washington loves him, and DeBoer loves him, and Grubb loves him. So I love him, but – I don't think there's any doubt this cost us Julian saying who I thought was is like eventual Heisman Trophy type of kid. And he's probably going to end up somewhere like Ohio State now. I just hope this – look, this is a huge gamble by the staff in their first few days. I hope it pays off. You know, it feels like a, a bigger gamble to, uh, to us than I think it does to them because uh, Julian Sayan is a, is a high school prospect that hasn't – practiced with a college football team other than those bowl practices that DeBoer and Grubb didn't see. Uh, they weren't around for those. But, uh, you know, with Austin Mack, it's a little different for them. Austin Mack is, was on the Washington football team and practiced with them for a year. In fact, for those that don't know, uh, there's, there's a lot to learn about Austin Mack, and I don't know if I want to start there. I think I want to start with saying like you did. Um, you know, a lot of things can be true at once. Uh, there's, there's never just one fact. And I'm with Luke. I'm a big Julian Sayan fan. Uh, that hasn't changed. My view of how good Sayan is and how good he could be hasn't changed. I'm with Luke in that I think he is capable of being a Bryce Young type player uh, in terms of win- winning games, in terms of being a multi-year starter, in terms of of doing things like contending to win a Heisman Trophy. Uh, I think he's that level of player myself. I really do. Uh, it's a projection. You don't know, uh, but but I really feel like he's that level of player. And losing Julian Sayan has been a blow. Uh, I, I, I I'm I'm crushed over it, frankly. But also true. Austin Mack is one heck of a football prospect. Just because we are unfamiliar with him doesn't change the fact that Austin Mack was the number sixteen quarterback prospect in the country coming out of high school, but now that I know additional facts about Austin Mack, in addition to that good one, we, we got a doozy here, folks. This, this kid is fascinating for 10 reasons. I can go over them now if you want. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to need you to name three of those. <laughs> okay, first of all, he reclassified. This is a kid that's younger uh, than his class. He showed up at Washington, 17 years old. Uh, he, he's turning 18. He's turning 18. He he literally 
wasn't old for a reclassifier. He's young. You know, we talked all year about how, hey, if Ryan Williams reclassifies, he's really young. So was Austin Mack. This kid has more growing and maturing to do because he showed up young. Secondly, despite the fact he was 17, he showed up in Washington and started beating out people. Started beating out the fifth team guy, the fourth team guy, the third team guy. Dylan Morris got hurt. He moved all the way up to number two last fall. I'm unaware of all this because how would I know what's going on in Washington's depth chart in September and October last year? I didn't care. (laughs) But Austin Mack moved all the way to number two. And had Michael Penix been hurt last year, Washington, the undefeated team, would have been quarterbacked by 17-year-old Austin Mack. Austin, uh, when he was coming out of high school, was 6'6", a little hair over 6'6", 210. He's gotten to Washington and put on good weight. Now he's 6'6", 235. He is a monster dude. He has a rocket arm. Uh, DeBoer and Grubb love this guy and felt like he would probably be the starting quarterback at Washington next season. They went and got Will Rogers as a potential bridge because, you know, he's young. He's young. He might not have been mentally ready to be the starter, but physically he was ready. And uh, they went and got a bridge quarterback just in case uh, he couldn't go and be the starter. But DeBoer and Grubb felt he would probably start at Washington as an 18-year-old redshirt freshman. Uh, Those that have seen him, including Brock Heward and other analysts who have actually watched him in college football practice, believe his upside includes being the number one pick in the NFL draft. So Austin Mack, I'm not telling you guys that we've made a good trade. I'm not telling you guys that, oh, you should take Austin Mack and kick out Julian saying, I think there's this misinterpretation out there that DeBoard and Grubb ran saying off. That's not true. Uh, You can choose to look at it that way if that's how you choose to look at it. But all they really did is say, We've got a quarterback with us that we really believe in, and we're bringing him. He's going to be here because we believe in this guy. Saiyan's reaction was to leave. I understand it. I'm not upset about it. I get it. I get it. What I don't get is those that say, well, they, they ran him off. That That's not true. That's just a, a, a way to look at it. But Julian Saiyan just you know, said, you know, it's understandable when say it's like, okay, the new staff is here and they're bringing a quarterback with them. That's basically my age. Uh, that, that, you know, there's not room for the, that they already love here. That was, and they already love him. They don't even know Julian say, right. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm crushed that saying left and I am very excited about Austin Mack. Uh, both of those things can be true. Okay. And and you're right. Both those things can be true. And I think what you're saying is very reasonable. I'm I'm also going to say this. And again, I could very well end up being wrong. I'm not getting paid to be the coach at the University of Alabama. And I think just like with DeBoer liking Mac a ton, I already am biased because I like Julian saying so much. So. I mean, I was kept thinking as long as we don't lose Julian saying I'm down for whatever. And then we lose Julian saying, um, so, you know, there's so, and, uh, Ricky Smith says the players don't have the respect to show the new coaches what can be done. I, I don't necessarily agree with that, but I don't, I see what you're saying and I see why some people can look at it that way. I think if I'm Julian saying, 
I mean, look at it another way. If Julian's saying you knew when you were coming to Alabama that Jalen Milrow was going to be here, Dylan Lonergan um, at the time, Eli Holstein, um, Ty Simpson, you knew all those guys were going to be here and you felt pretty good. Well, now you've got a whole new staff that you don't know as much about, and that staff is bringing in a dude that they are already letting you know, we love this guy a lot. You might beat him out, but whew, we love him. I don't, I don't blame him. Um, I just hate to lose him. That that is the difference. I just, I just, I think he deserved. The, I think when we as fans, because we bought into him so much, deserved to see him playing at the University of Alabama because he was also a big Alabama recruiter. Jimmy, we're going to continue this quarterback conversation in, in the next segment. But I'm going to tell you about FanDuel right now. FanDuel is America's number one sports book right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Look, the NFL season is over except for the playoffs. That's what's fun. It's wrapping up, though, only four games this weekend. And so there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel. Again, America's number one sports book. The app is so easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet, like same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explorer tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and much, 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 much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, all one word, and make your first bet a chip shot field goal. FanDuel is an official partner of, guess who? The NFL. So Julian Sain's in the portal. To my knowledge, nobody else has gotten in the portal today. Uh, not that I'm aware of at the time. Well, I'm, I marked the time, but I guess the show is live. So as you all know, that's watching the show. It's 3.24 p.m. on uh, on Friday afternoon. No no, no one's new is in the portal. Uh, I, I'm certainly, let's put it this way. I'm expecting more kids on the portal, but I'm not going to name names because, A, I don't know those names. I just hear rumors like other people hear them. But uh, I'm expecting others in the portal just because I think that's going to be typical of a situation like this where you end up losing uh, well over 10. But we're at nine right now. Davis Lewis Love says, saying leaving for that, meaning what we said, makes no sense. They just replaced Eli Holstein, who transferred, and Dylan Larnigan is a redshirt freshman as well. He wanted the money. I could not disagree more. I, I just don't think that's the case at all. Um, you're entitled to your opinion. And I don't think either any either one of us can truly know, um, but I just don't see it that way in the least. And when you say wanted the money, if he had wanted the money, you're inferring that um, or implying that perhaps uh, somebody else, that somebody's offered him more money since Alabama offered him a bunch to begin with. And I think Alabama probably did have a great NL. Uh, situation with him, but I doubt he turned down something bigger to come to Alabama if what you're saying is true. So I don't think that's the case at all. Um, and, you know, again, we probably don't need – people keep saying this, and nobody does it. We probably need to start more about the guys that are on the roster, but it's just the transfer portal guys are the news right now. But let's do say this. Do you expect any other quarterbacks to get in the portal? No. No, not uh, post-spring – Post-spring, I do. And, and and by that, I just mean I think they're all going to watch each other compete. Milrow, Simpson, Lonergan, Mack. And uh, I won't be shocked if one of them leaves after the spring. And uh, I'm just saying I think Austin Mack's going to 
he's going to impress. I mean, I think his physical size and and, and ability is rocket arm. Uh, you know, I, I I think Sand left simply because we're the I'm the same age. I know they're not in the same class, but Julian Sand and Austin Mack are the same age. I, I, I think he's looking at it like the same reason Holstein left. You know, uh, that that listener cited Holstein. Holstein left because he's the same age as Lonergan. And he realized the staff likes Dylan as a player more than they like me. So I'm leaving because Dylan's ahead of me and we're the same age. Sands leaving for the same reason Eli left. You're bringing in Mac. Me and him are the same age. I mean, I'm a true freshman. He's a redshirt freshman. We're the same age. They like Mac. That's they're, they're bringing in their guy and I'm, the same age as him I, I i'm not gonna get a break here um as far as saving lean saying leaving for money uh number one he is going to be substantially paid wherever he goes because he's an extremely high profile quarterback number two uh it's fair to guess because those numbers never come out but it's fair to guess saying was making substantial money at alabama um sk says deboer is making sure he has a qb that can digest read and run his offense he had to do it that hasn't been Milrose's strength. Hey, look, you're not getting an argument from me. And also, here's the thing. We're not – hopefully everybody's understanding this, that we're not sugarcoating Saiyans leaving. I love Julian Saiyan. I wanted him on this team. I'm willing to – I'm riding with Kalen DeBoer because I have no other option, number one. But number two, because he is a great coach. And you got to give him some credit here. He had the number one quarterback signed and at Alabama, and he was not transferring. And he said, I'm going to roll the dice with the guy that I feel comfortable with. And if somebody leaves, so be it. And you've got to give him some credit for that. He's going to go down. If he sinks the ship, it's going to be because he sunk it. It's not going to be because it sunk with guys he didn't want on the squad. I give him props for that. I wouldn't have done it that way but he is a much better coach than I. I don't think Austin, uh, to address the uh, listener, I, I don't think Austin Mack is here necessarily to beat out Milrow, though he might. He might, because Mack does know the offense and he's physically gifted. And I don't rule out Austin Mack being Alabama's starting quarterback this fall. I don't rule it out. But I do think Austin Mack, will be seen more as the quarterback of the future and not so much the quarterback of the present. Uh, I, I think the Alabama starting quarterback uh, this fall will be Jalen Milrow, and if I'm wrong, it's Ty Simpson. Uh, but that that's just what I think right now. We're, we're still 50, uh, 59 days till the start of spring practice unless DeBoer changes the schedule. You know, again, there's going to be a great opportunity – for Ty Simpson, for Austin Mack, for Dylan Lonergan to make a move here in the spring. Because as we have said all along, while we are Jalen Milrow fans, we can't say that, you know, more stringently that, uh, you know, he, uh, he, he doesn't do some intermediate passes and short passes very well. And I'm wondering if that's going to harm him with this new staff. That being said, Let's all give Jalen Milrow a round of applause. He hadn't jumped in the transfer portal. He's as bammer as they come. So we keep talking about, hey, where's the loyalty here? Jalen Milrow has shown as much loyalty to the University of Alabama as anybody, as anybody. 
And so no he tell him what uh, offers. With praise. And no tell him what offers are in his DMs. I mean, from from other programs and and whispers. Some of them are about money. <laughs> yeah, but no. When you, think, when you think when you hear tampering, I mean, that's a real thing. Uh, it's often back channeled. It's often not just directly in your DMs from a coach. But uh, yeah, Jalen. There's a very, very, very good chance Jalen Milrow has gotten some hefty opportunities. Uh, to leave and go elsewhere uh, in the midst of all of Alabama's chaos. And, and to this point, uh, he's steadfast. Now, there, we, we got, what, another 22 days or so uh, of the portal being open. Bob Rutherford uh, says, dang, Jimmy is crushed. I count on Jimmy to calm uh-huh. my nerves and be positive. I'm, I'm crushed. I'm crushed that Sam left because I'm a big Sam fan. But I'm equally excited about Austin Mack, who, frankly – you know, 27 hours ago or so. I'm just not very familiar with that kid at all. I've learned all I've learned about him just in the past day. Uh, but everything I've learned, I am super excited. I get excited of him as high school prospects. But to me, what, I'm, what I want to urge all you guys, I'm more impressed with Austin Mack because he's really generated his buzz at practice at Washington, practicing with college football players at a good team and having people come see him at practice. At, at Washington practice and go, whoa, this kid is a dude. Uh, that means more to me than uh, than what you do in high school against high school players. So uh, I, I am crushed that saying left. If it was up to me and Jimmy got to write all the script, uh, Julian wouldn't have left. He would have stayed and competed with Austin Mack and the others and, and, and tried to win the spot at Alabama at some point down the road. I wish he hadn't left by any means. But at the same time, I just want to say that I am uh, really excited about Austin Mack. Let me say this too, before we go to our next break, that uh, for those who don't know, Jimmy and I really got to know each other through the internet, which is as creepy as it sounds. It's it's yeah. that creepy and it's true. It's that creepy. Um, but uh, back when we were uh, on with a group of people on this one website, it, it, a very limited amount of people. And Jimmy, you want to talk about being positive. It used to irritate me to no end that Jimmy was positive during the Shula years. Jimmy was not pro-Shula, but just optimistic. And I kept saying, for the love of all things holy man, get on this bus that's going over the cliff. But to Jimmy's credit, he's like, hey, I'm an Alabama fan anyway. I might as well be a positive one. And that is such a great attitude. He's wise beyond his 72 years. And I appreciate um, Jimmy's optimism. Me and same age. <laughs> same age. Right. Me and Saban. All right. Here we go. I'm going to tell everybody about game time. Uh, you know, I love the game time app. I've told you how many times I've used it, right? I used it for the Miami Dolphins game. I used it for the Tennessee game. My daughter brought in a friend from Ohio. She had never been to a college football game. Guess what I do? Go to the game time app. Boop, boop, beep. Get me about four tickets, five tickets, actually, through the game time. Easy as pie. We go to the game, have a blast. Alabama wins all because of game time. Just absolutely awesome. The game time app is so easy to download, and you can see your seats 
um, from this app. You can look and see, hey, I want to sit there. Oh, the view isn't great. Oh, the view's perfect. And the price is right because they have these lowest prices guaranteed. I'm telling you, the Game Time app is where you want to be. You want to love it. You're going to love it. And you can go to NBA games. You can go to concerts. Journey's coming to Birmingham for old people like me and Jimmy. We might go see Journey together. Who knows? Don't stop believing. And if you want to believe in something, believe in the Game Time app. Go download the Game Time app right now. You're going to love it. Trust me on this one. Jimmy, one thing Nick Saban didn't do while he was at Alabama was going the Paul Feinbaum ship. He and Feinbaum were friends. They were they were friends. This is well documented and video evidence. But he never went on the show, which I understand. Kalen DeBoer in about 25 minutes will be on the Paul Feinbaum show, 25 minutes from this taping. I'm just wondering how do you is this a good move to you? Mm-hmm. And do you think it's going to go well? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, I do think it's a good move. Uh, I think, you know, as far as fan outcry a little bit over all these guys on the portal, there's been a lot of, of, of fans on the edge, a lot of fans sort of uh, stressed out over the kids leaving on the portal. And this is the the biggest stage for DeBoer. I mean, there's, you know, other than calling a press conference, but frankly, this gets a lot more attention. The fine bomb ratings are bigger than what you'd get from just a normal press conference. Um, I, I, I like it. Um, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see what Kalen's relationship is with Paul. I doubt they know each other at all uh, with him being a West Coast guy and a Midwest guy. Uh, I doubt he's been on the show. He might have been on the show to preview the uh, college football playoff, and I just missed it. Or, But I, I doubt they would know each other well. But it is interesting because it's a change. Saban hadn't been a guest on the Feinbaum show uh, in a while, in several years. I, I don't think Coach uh, appreciated some of the takes uh, over the, you know, post 2020, uh, on the show and, uh, and, and just kind of chose not to do the show. It seemed in terms of, I haven't seen, I mean, we don't know that they never said that, but I haven't seen coach Saban on Paul's show in a long time. Uh, so it's interesting that Kalen is going to be on the show within a week, but it, it's not a, Hey guys, I'm the new Alabama coach. To me, the timing is more like, I know y'all are freaking out because Julian's saying left, so I need to talk to you guys. Uh, the best coaches like Nick use these media appearances to talk to fans, to talk to the team, to talk to boosters, to talk to their bosses. Uh, I, I'm in, interpreting this, Luke, as I think Kalen will be talking to the fans today about, hey, I got this, y'all. We're good. We're good. And, uh, gosh, I just wish you could show some practice footage of Austin Mack. That might calm everybody down. But uh, I, I think it's interesting timing. I was listening to uh, Sirius XM on the way home today. T. Bob Bear, you know, notorious LSU fan. He should be. Played for LSU, big LSU dude. Yeah, he hurt. has no love loss for Alabama. But he basically said, hey, if any other program in the country had gotten a, the staff together that Alabama's getting together right now, they'd be ecstatic. You know, you get Kalen DeBoer, who <laughs> arguably did the best coaching job in the country last year. You get um, Womick, who was a head coach. You get uh, Linguist, who was a head coach. Um, you get Grubb, who everybody loves as an offensive coordinator. I mean, a lot and a lot and a lot of positive stuff. And you keep some dudes from the previous staff to help some continuity. Lots of positives. And um, he he was like, yeah, this I'm enjoying Alabama fans panicking. He said, yeah, I'm having fun with that. 
But frankly, I think their staff's really, really good. And I think things are going to be okay for Alabama. And he said, no, they might not pimp slap everybody into oblivion the way they've been doing low these many years. But Alabama's going to be in the running all the time. And I this is what I truly believe. I think what we need to understand, what makes Nick Saban's era the best era of college football is that it's not done by anybody else before or probably since uh, um, uh, or later. And so the thing is, if we if Kalen DeBoer comes in and wins like Nick Saban, all of a sudden Nick Saban's accomplishments aren't the best anymore. And if the next guy comes in after DeBoer and wins like DeBoer and Saban, you know, what I'm saying is you're only going to have – the best is the best for a reason. Nick Saban's the best. Okay, so whatever you go to from that is a step down. Now, it depends on you how far that step down is. I say this to my daughter all the time. She's picked this up from my wife. They always love to use the term amazing. That's amazing. I just, you know, this this salad is amazing. This bread is amazing. This TV show is amazing. And I finally said, if everything's amazing, nothing's amazing. By definition, amazing is because it happens so rarely and it's crazy good. And that's what Nick Saban is. He's amazing. I think Kaylin DeBoer is really, really good. She and should I, have said, she should have said, my dad is not amazing. No, no, she, <laughs> she said, that's my dad. She didn't ever <laughs> said, that's my amazing dad. I promise you. But um, the point is, I think we just live in such a hyperbolic place that. Everybody's like, yeah, Alabama's going to fall so far back. Well, I mean, if fall far so far back, you mean we will always be in the playoff hunt. We'll probably continue to be somewhere between number one and number 12 every single year. Um, then, yeah, we're going to take a step back. But uh, Nick Saban made it where we were number one or number two, maybe number three or four every year. It's not going to be that way. No, it's not. It's not. And, and hey, if, if you're a fan out there that – that you know that's not gonna be able to handle that, then just start freaking out right now. But there's no way, there's just no way that Kalen DeBoer is gonna sign multiple number one classes all right in a row. I mean, it's it's Nick's that Nick Saban was one of a kind. That's just not gonna happen. But here's the great news: it doesn't have to happen for Alabama to have a championship program. Alabama can recruit top 10 classes, multiple stack top 10 classes, stack them. Signed just in the top 10 year after year after year. I promise you have a roster that can compete for a national championship. Uh, but it, it, he won't recruit like Nick Saban did. Of course, he won't, like, like Luke just so aptly pointed out. Nick's the GOAT. You're never going to recruit like that. Kirby didn't. You know, Kirby's the closest that came to it. Uh, and now Kirby is the best coach in college football until somebody knocks him off uh, of that. Let, let me stop you really quickly because this may be the worst comment we've gotten in some time. Janice Patterson says, now that Julian Saden, Saden hit the portal, y'all didn't want him. Just like an Alabama fan, y'all kill me with this blank. Number one, we have both said we wanted Julian Saden. I've said he was my favorite signee in this class. I didn't I want, want him Julian Saden on the roster. I, hope, you, I wish he hadn't left. I don't think DeVore, that, I don't think DeVore wanted him to leave. Excuse me, Janice. At the beginning of the show, I said, if it were me, I would have just rolled the dice with Saiyan, with, even with a new staff, because I think Saiyan would have stayed. But what you also have to agree is, 
it takes a lot of cojones for a coach to come in and go, I like this guy so much, I'm going to bring him in. If that means the number one quarterback in the class is going to leave, so be it. I appreciate that at the same time. I hate it when fans get on of other teams get on other teams' live podcasts <laughs> and say things that just aren't true to try and make it sound like some, well, they say really stupid. We say stupid stuff. upset. <laughs> we say stupid stuff all the time without <laughs> your lying about it. You don't have to lie. Gosh. Oh. And now a comment from Jim from Tuscaloosa. Well, oh, oh, now now she's coming back in. She said, "Yeah, no, I know I'm bored, but I do live in the state of Alabama, and always want the team in my state to win, no matter who they are." I, you just made fun of Alabama fans. It doesn't sound like this. I'm just saying, every player that leaves Bama, y'all say we didn't need him. No, again, Janice, listen to what we're saying. You take your take your stuff out of this. We wanted, I I wanted Caleb. You, oh, I didn't want Caleb Downs. Who wants Caleb Downs anyway? Come on, man, or girl, or woman, or whatever. For the love of God, got yeah. Luke upset. You're right. Like, show upset. Your dang Luke's getting upset. <laughs> Luke's upset. Uh, let me see. Here, here's somebody else. I'll, now I'm just reading off people who don't like Alabama. Y'all refuse to admit it, but Alabama is over. Alabama will not win championships in the near future. I'm a Bama fan, but it's facts. They will not recruit in the top 10, and coach will not win. Hey, listen, well, sounds he? like. You're an Alabama fan that needs to be a fan of somewhere else, bro. I'm sorry. I mean, I'll just say, but we'll see. Maybe he's right. I mean, I just learned to to live with these comments on, on the message board of manage at BOL, and maybe that's right. We'll see. We'll see. Can can the man coach a game before we say he's the worst no. there's ever been? No, no. This is 2024. Can't do that. We need to know right now uh, how this is all going to work out. Uh, five, six years in the future. We need to know today. Uh, and we're going to uh, assume based on what's going on with uh, with the portal. Um, you know, uh, I, again, I just looked this up, by the way. I did this uh, piece for BOL this, this morning. Uh, when Ed Orgeron left and was replaced by Brian Kelly, LSU had 10 players leave. 10. Alabama's at nine. Alabama's at nine, and we're freaking out. Well, LSU had 10, and they bought in a famous coach. Brian Kelly I'm not saying Brian Kelly's better than Kalen DeBoer. I'm saying Brian Kelly's more – everybody in the South knew who Brian Kelly was. I mean, fake accent all. We know who he is. He was a coach at Notre Dame for multiple years. Uh, but they had 10 players leave. Alabama's at nine. Uh, let, let's see how that plays out. It, all right. First of all, I enjoy the fact that Bradley Cooper is watching the show. That is cool. I don't nice enjoy throw. the fact that he doesn't know how to spell deuces, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> I'm just teasing with you, Bradley. Maestro. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I was going to, dang it, I had something else that you said you said something good and I wanted to piggyback off it. It doesn't matter because we need to go. Um, appreciate you guys turning in the live show. Y'all turn on Fine Bomb because our main man's going to be up here in just a second. And uh, we will be back. I'll probably at least do a show after the Tennessee basketball game war. Maybe Jimmy's around. We can do it together. That'd be awesome. But until then, roll tide, everybody. Roll tide. <laughs>